Yes, it's Monday, and everybody in the everybody, everybody should be lying over the ocean, over the sea, as long as they bring them back to me. Everybody knows what that means. Yes, it means it's time for us to talk about ghosts with me, Kevin. Hi, like it says in the intro. What have we got in store for you today, guys? Well, on this wonderful Monday, um, should I just add the first Monday in October? Yes, it's getting there. Is that such thing as a Halloween advent calendar? Because I think we should invent one if there isn't. Anyway, as I speak to you now, it is the 3rd of October. I had to check. It's the 3rd of October. Oh, woo, which means we're only 27 plus one days away from Halloween. Yes, we are. Hooray. Our favourite time of the year, if we're into all things paranormal. And yes, I'm looking forward to it with great gusto because I always get a big American pizza. What is it? Chicago pizza? It's like loads of thick cheese with... Um, it's an upside-down pizza, is what I like to call it. It's got a tomato base on the top of the cheese, and it's dead thick, and it's like a heart attack per slice. And I ate a whole one around Halloween. It's the one time of year to get one. I say that like I eat healthy every other time of the year, and therefore I'm allowed it. That's a lie. Yesterday, yesterday, we will move on to spooky stuff very quickly, don't worry. But yesterday, we went to watch that new um, film, Don't Worry Darling, is it? Um, it was actually all right, you know. I think it plagiarizes a few other films, but it was all right. Before we went, we were going to go for something to eat, right? But an hour before we went for something to eat, I had two Belgian buns and two cinnamon buns because my stomach had said, no, it's dinner time now, feed me now. And I stupidly thought I could have four buns and then eat a meal. And my God, did I feel sick leaving that restaurant. I sat in the cinema holding my stomach thinking, I'm just going to be violently ill very soon. And then, according to Becca, oh, sorry, at one point, the most pivotal point in the film, I went to the toilet. And when I came back, she went, you don't have to choose your moments. Everything's just been revealed. And I said, okay. And when we left, I said, I can't believe that I missed that main point. And she went, yeah, mind you, it wasn't the only part that you missed. It turns out I fell asleep a few times in the film. Yeah. So don't take me the pictures. That's the motto of that story. Anywho, we have a wonderful show for you today. We've got all the usual things to get on with. And of course, we start by saying a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. Not only when you sign up to Patreon do you get two extra shows each and every week. That's eight a month, baby. And there's hundreds to binge over there. If you're into that sort of thing, and by that sort of thing, I mean me. Um, you can go and check that out. You also get your name sung by me in the form of a song as a thank you. Doesn't everyone want that, I hear you say? No. But that's what you get. But the guitar is well and truly out. Now, it sounds lower. That's because it's a new guitar. Yes, it is. This is an Epiphone Casino, and it's the one guitar that John Lennon played throughout his career, and I'm so excited to have it. And it's the sexiest thing since sliced Becker, honestly. And our newest Patreons to say thank you to on my new guitar are... Rin Lemieux, Lois, Jesse Vashore, and Mariam Sultan. And this little rock and roll number, Why Not We've Got the Guitar, goes like this. Woo, it's Rin Lemieux. Jesse Vashore. Oh, don't forget Lois. I've signed to the Patreon. Oh, there's Mariam Sultan. She signed up as well. And if you like all those shows, then I bet you better sign up as well. Ooh. 
End it on a seventh that we always like to do. Now, if you like the show and you want to become a Patreon or support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Apologies for the vocals there. I do have a little horse. His name's Sebastian. No, I am a little horse today. Nay. Anyway, let's get to a paranormal review. Yes, it's time for the paranormal review where I review something so you don't have to review it for yourself. It's a film we're going to do today, and it's from Netflix. It's a new one, and it's a Taiwanese horror. Taiwanese, I'm not sure that's right. Well, it's from Taiwan, and it's a horror film called Incantation. Now, apparently, it was the highest grossing horror film ever in Japan, and it's only very recently made, so I thought, I'm going to have to give this a watch. And I watched it dubbed, which I don't normally like to do, because sometimes I think it's better to hear, you know, the emotion in the actors' voices, but I give it a go dubbed, and it was all right. Anyway... The first five minutes of this film, I thought, genuinely, this is going to be the best film I've ever seen. And the reason for that is they do a very clever thing at the start of the film. A very clever thing. Now, I would suggest, even if you don't like, you know, it's a found footage sort of thing, which, again, doesn't make sense in a way, because there's, like, loads of different video cameras that are they've sewn together from different people. And you're like, well... Okay, but then again, I don't know the backstory. Maybe um, in Taiwan, there's a backstory where they go, yes, it's true. What they've done is they found someone researched and got all the tapes and sewn them together to make the film. But anyway, they do something very good at the start of it. It's like an uh, optical illusion, but that doesn't do it justice because optical illusion just would imply everyone sees the same thing when you look at it. I won't spoil it, but I will say, and if everyone looking at this thing in the first five minutes or the two things in the first five minutes will all see whatever their mind tells them they're seeing. And the fact they've done that, and then what they do with that little trick at the start is they basically say, this proves that your will projects into reality. And then they go, this is a true story. Apparently it is, or it's based on one. And it's about like a curse sort of thing or blessing. Anyway, I can't spoil it really. So I can't. basically, this is not a spoiler, but it appears that a woman has her daughter took off her. Um, years ago because of some sort of mental trauma and she gets her daughter back and I thought this is going to be amazing but it very quickly isn't there are some amazing bits in this film some really good jump scares and some very clever well thought out mini plot lines that flow throughout it it's definitely worth a watch it really is but there will be points where you'll be like I know it's going to happen now and it does do you know what I mean especially if you're used to ghost stories which we are you know we all expect the the secondary jump do you know what i mean and by that i mean like in a horror film when the intense music plays and somebody opens a door and the music stops and there's no one there and they take a sigh of relief and then they open the door a bit further and then that's where the person is like that second jump scare do you know what I mean? Or somebody opens a cupboard and hears a noise behind them and they look behind the cupboard door and there's nothing there. And again, they take a, a sigh of relief and then the camera pans up in front of them as they're sighing with relief and behind them is the thing to make you jump. There's quite a lot of that in it. So it's a little bit, you know. What are you saying? Small pause in proceedings there. I left that in. You will have heard me saying, what are you saying there? Because um, I heard Becca outside the door say something an actual sentence um turns out she's not there yeah she's downstairs i've just shouted did you just shout something and she shouted up what no 
that was freaky because I've definitely just heard a voice and I'm not shitting you here. I definitely did. Um, so yeah, that's a good thing, isn't it? I mean, it's only half eight in the morning, so I'm not that freaked out, but I am slightly freaked out. I'll be perfectly honest. And I went back and listened on the tape on the tape. Who am I? Anyway, I went back and listened. Um, and there's nothing picked up either. But just before you hear me say, what are you saying? There was a voice, a, like a clear, quite loud voice. I thought she was right outside the door. Um, that's a bit worrying. Anyway, um, where was I? Incantation. Yes. So it is well, definitely worth a watch. Do give it a watch because it is good. I'm kind of concerned now with that voice because this is allegedly a true story. And the main theme is like a sort of, um, not a psychopomp. It's like a tulpa sort of thing. So, you know, the more you pay your attention, the more you talk about it, the more real it becomes. I'm kind of concerned that I'm halfway through reviewing it and genuinely heard a full sentence outside the door. So, yeah, I'm going to now have to look into the true story behind Incantation because I'm a little bit scared, albeit half eight in the morning. I've only been up an hour. This is far too early in the day to be terrified. Anyway, so, yes, my review for Incantation. All check it out, but it's one thumb up, one thumb down. You know, if you... Go into it completely open-minded and forget all the things you know about jump scares. You'll really enjoy it. If you go in knowing what you know about horror films, it'll ruin it a bit. But it's a, you know, I think it's a genuinely good story. So go check it out. Yes, it's my favourite time of the week and I'm just getting over the fact I've heard a voice. Now, what's doubly worrying about this is in the last two weeks, I've had about seven people get in touch, right, and say... During this particular episode, um, there's a voice. Or during this particular thing, there's um, a wee... It sounds like conversation. And um, and even last night, Brennan, Ghost Story Guys, Brennan, got in touch and said, I've just listened to one of the Patreon rambles. And it sounds like another voice during this time scale. And I can't find it. I, I can't hear any of the things these people are pointing out. But it's freaking me. I've never had this much influx of people saying, there's a voice. Do you know what I mean? I just haven't. So, um, yeah, getting a bit freaked out. Especially now I've just heard it myself. So we'll discuss this more when I get Becca into her corner later on. Because, yeah, it freaked me out a bit. I'm not going to lie. Don't like, you know, I love the paranormal. Don't want it. You know what I mean? It's like I like watching boxing. Wouldn't like to be in the middle of a ring with a boxer. Unless, of course, I'd be saying, can you sign this? And he'd be like, I've got these gloves on, mate. I can't. I'll be like, okay. I can give you a giant novelty pen. Anyway, I'm talking shit because I'm scared. Let's get on to what we're really here for, which is your true listener stories, which is what I love each and every week. I've got my arms outstretched now. You can't, you can't see it, but, you know, just believe that I am. So, first and foremost, we have a story that's come in from Anonymous, and they write, Hi, hi, I'd like to stay anonymous. You can. But I do want to share my story. You can again. I don't know if it's worth reading, it is, on your podcast, but nobody else would believe me when I would tell them, friends or family. Hmm. So this is Anonymous's story. So I recently moved in with my mum from an apartment to a house. In the apartment, everything was normal. There were no signs that there was anything paranormal there. But ever since we've moved into the house, things have been disappearing. Like yesterday, I lost my keys of my bike. The week before, I lost my AirPods. Now I've lost my earbuds. And my mum keeps losing her keys of her bike. She does find them eventually, but always in a place she would never have put her keys. I, however, haven't got any of my things back yet, like they've been taken. I also keep hearing doors open and close, and sometimes I hear footsteps. I'm very certain that it's not my mum because I know her footsteps. 
It's cold in this house too. Even if all the doors and windows are closed, it's cold. Not a normal cold either. Nothing physical has happened yet and I am very grateful for that. I do feel like I'm being watched all the time when I'm alone. That's all happened since we moved to this house. Thank you for reading my story, Anonymous. Why, thank you, Anonymous. Now, I will say, could it be, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, could it be when you move into a new home and I have, you know, we only moved in, in here in March, so I'm still getting used to noises and bangs and clicks. Not probably voices, I'll be honest. But could it be that you're moving into a new home and you're still getting used to the temperature fluctuations in the house and things like that? Just plain devil's advocate. I'm not saying that you don't have some malevolent entity in your house, but, you know, you might not. At the same time, you yourself know I'm not in that situation. And if you know it doesn't feel right, then, you know, that's all the evidence that you need. So that's terrifying, isn't it? You're going to have to keep us updated on that anonymous and let us know if anything else is taken, returned or vice versa. But it is interesting when you say that the keys or whatever are always put back somewhere that they would never be put or she would never leave them. It reminds me, as I told you before, about a story of a girl that I used to work with who had a young daughter or sister, one of the two. It was a while back. Anyway, she started, things started to go missing in the house and they would blame the little girl and the little girl in turn would blame someone called Zozobie. And she'd say, Zozobie's got her, Zozobie took her. And they just thought, active imagination. But then they would find the things in places the little girl couldn't reach, like on top of kitchen cabinets and stuff. Um, and they started to get a bit concerned. Anyway, um, she stopped talking about it in the end. And then later on, a few months later on, the girl I worked with was reading one of these women's magazines. And I'm not being sexist there. They're aimed at women. You're know, like Woman's Weekly, for example. It's nominative, you know. Um, and within that was a story from a woman down south in London who said that her daughter was talking to an invisible person called Zosaby, the same name. And it come to her head when she saw her daughter playing in the front yard with a ball and she watched the ball float into the air and th get thrown into the road. And her daughter ran after it and nearly got hit by a car. And then she got people in to like exercise the house and all this. And when she read this, she brought the magazine to work and was like, look at this. That's the name of the thing that my sister was talking to. So, you know, you never know. Evil entities will go and be evil entities. That's what they do. But thank you, Anonymous. Anyway, our next email has come in. It's got a great title. It's got a very, like, um, hello title. Grandad is a bit dodgy. Now, that could go anywhere, couldn't it, really? And it's from Polly. And she writes, hi, Kev. Hi, Becca. Hi. And the neighbor's cat. Meow. She's even put me on brackets. Amazing. Well done, you. I really enjoy your show. Why, thank you. It's great. Why, thank you again. And I thought I'd finally bite the bullet and send my story in. I'm not 100% sure that I believe in this sort of stuff, but I can't deny the following experience moved me. Okay, we're going to have an emotional one, guys. Strap yourselves in. About 25 years ago, I would have been in my mid-teens. My friend visited for a sleepover. She and I were good friends, but hadn't known each other for very long. We lived in a pretty distinctive Victorian house, which spooked a lot of people, but she was generally quite level-headed. She popped to the toilet and when she returned, she was trembling, pale and visibly frightened. She said that while she'd been in the toilet, a vision had appeared in her mind's eye. It wasn't in the room, it was in her head. But she didn't invite it and had no control over it. It was an old man with a cane in baggy blue and white striped pyjamas. His face was blurred 
Annie had a walking stick and his voice sounded muffled. He said, I wondered what you girls got up to in there, which is a little alarming, but she didn't seem to feel pride upon. It was a brief event and we chatted about it, but then we went to bed. My grandfather died in hospital. He'd been ill for a while and by the time he died, his blue and white striped pyjamas were far too big for him. He walked with a cane and he had a hair lip, which gave him a muffled voice and some insecurities about his appearance. He also had a ludicrous sense of humour. My friend had never met him and I would never have spoken about him with that level of detail that she described, particularly not his final weeks in hospital, nor his hair lip. His hair lip was a part of who he was. He always had a moustache and was self-conscious about it. It would have been disrespectful to have talked about it. The next day, I mentioned what had happened to my mum. I was standing next to a wall calendar in our kitchen and she glanced at it and said, a year ago yesterday, your grandfather died. Like a lot of teens, I was distracted with my own stuff and had no idea when the anniversary of his death was. I'll always remember that moment and I burst into tears, much to mum's confusion. My grandfather died after falling down a flight of stairs. I didn't want to go to a flute lesson, so I stayed away from the house when I should have gone home. By the time I got back there, he was in an ambulance at the house. He was in his 90s and was ready to pass on, but he was in hospital for months. He died slowly and in pain, and I blamed myself. Had I gone home when I was supposed to, maybe he wouldn't have been alone and he might not have climbed the stairs. His little joke, even if it wasn't real, felt like he was telling me to forgive myself, which I've always appreciated. Years after he died, I would still smell him around the house from time to time, and it was very comforting. It's quite cathartic writing all this down. Thank you. You know what? What a lovely, lovely story. And you know what? I always say that, oh, I don't like sentimental sort of stories, but I do now that now that I do the dark paranormal, I've kind of got me outlets for the demonic. So I'm all right now. If you want to send in a pet one, even go for it. Go for the sky. Um, but yeah, that's a lovely little sentiment there. I mean, I'll be honest, it's still fucking terrifying. Especially the idea of the blurred face. Do you think, and I picked this up from the story, you didn't say it, but you know when you're saying he was insecure about his appearance? Do you think that's why his face was blurred? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, such a really interesting one there. The idea that something can project itself into your mind. But the mind's a powerful thing. And you know what? Genuinely, you know what I do sometimes? I've got one. When my granddad died, my, my nan died first. So my granddad was alone for a bit in the house. And then he died of cancer. And I used to go and visit them, but the pair of them, her in the home and my granddad in the house every week, like every week without fail. And when I used to go and see my granddad, I always used to look, there was one ashtray, it was an owl shaped ashtray from Butlins, which is a holiday camp. And it was a, like a little shape of an owl and it had on its chest, there are no strangers at Butlins, just friends you haven't met. And um, they, it was first used as an ashtray back in the 80s. And then it developed into like a place where you put tea bags. It was in the kitchen. And I always said, you know when, God forbid, but when they all pass on and they start divvying up things in the house, the only thing I want is that ashtray, is that owl-shaped ashtray. And I've got it. That was the only, My dad was like, do you want the telly? He was like, no, I just want the ashtray. And I've got the ashtray. And you know what? This is a really interesting thing, I, I says me. But, you know, in terms of like the power of the mind. I thought these thoughts when when my granddad was living there alone. I would when I would make him a cup of tea, I would close my eyes, right? 
and I'd rub because it's like you know the the feathers on the owl are like raised, and I would rub them with my thumb and close my eyes, and I would think to myself, I'm gonna do this when he's gone, um, and I've got this ashtray. I'm going to rub this and close my eyes and it'll be like I'm back there. And you know what? Genuinely, about once a month, I'll bring it down from the wall because it's hung up on the wall um, and just rub it and close my eyes. And I could be, I am, if I, even though my eyes are closed, obviously with my eyes closed, I feel like I'm back in that kitchen. And it's just a strange, weird, whether it's the tactileness of, you know, I've made that association of rubbing though that ceramic feather and being somewhere else, I don't know, but it's such a strange and beautiful and wonderful sensation. So yeah, my condolences on losing your granddad. But as I say, I was talking about this with Becca the other day. You know, like for example, I went to a funeral on Friday. It was me auntie. She was ninety-one. Um, lovely woman, very timid. But the point is, a lot of people I know have died in the nineties, and I'm never that sad. That's the sad. <laughs> Sounds like I'm some sort of serial killer. No, but what I mean is, is that it's not a tragedy. Do you know what I mean? It's not a tragic death. It's sad, but you can very much celebrate life when someone dies in the 90s. You know, you can kind of, you know, nod and be like smiling and be like, what a good, what a fucking good innings they've had. So yeah, it's a very strange thing how we perceive all things like death. Anyway, this Kev just gone on a ramble now, which isn't what this show's about. It's about ghost stories. So let's have one more before we go to Becca's Reddit Corner. And our final story today, again, comes in from Anonymous. And they write... Please keep this message a nonny mouse. Thank you. We will. Hi, Kev. Hi. Becca. Hi. And the neighbor's cat. Oh, neighbor's cat's got something on her mind there, clearly. I love your podcasts. Why, thank you. Especially the dark paranormal. Why, thank you again. I have a short but spooky story to share. I will change names to keep confidentiality for those who might not want to have their story shared. Very well. This is our final tale. Back in 2006, I met the love of my life. And by all accounts, it was a true love at first sight moment. I knew right there and then, when I looked at John, that we were meant to be. And so, it was shortly after we met that we were deep in love and living together. Around 2008, things at home started to change. My partner was having issues with work and financial hardship hit us. He started drinking heavily and became someone I didn't recognize. The emotional abuse started and increased over the course of the next year or so, and I was devastated. Yet, I did not have the strength to leave him. Sometime in 2009, I took a trip back home to see family and friends. During this trip, my best friend asked me to go out. She knew I needed to have a good time, and she thought it would be nice for me to meet some new people. When I arrived at the venue, she introduced me to one of her friends called Helena. This woman gave me some odd looks and stared at me for the entire night. It really felt uncomfortable, and I eventually asked my friend Rita if there was a problem. Why is this Helena staring at me? It turns out Helena was a spiritual person, a medium who can talk to spirits. My friend Rita explained that upon meeting me, Helena received a message from a spirit that was there to help me. The spirit wanted me to know that I had to get away from the situation I was in, I had to move on and move away from the man I had in my life. In addition, the spirit told Helena that my relationship with the man I loved dated from another life. We were allegedly married in a previous life, and he killed me in a domestic dispute. If I did not put an end to the relationship, things would not end well for me in this life as well. 
needless to say, I was petrified. How could anyone share such a tale with someone they've never met? My friend Rita swore to me that she never shared my sorrows with Helena, and that she could not have known I was in an abusive relationship. I honestly did not know what to think, but upon my return, I made a decision to move on with my life, and that's what I did. Fast forward 12 years, and I still receive abusive messages from John. I eventually blocked him from all platforms so he is out of my life once and for all. But it makes me wonder, maybe Helena was right, and the connection we had goes beyond this life. Nonetheless, I have no urge to keep a relationship that brings darkness and sadness into my life. This is my story, and I hoped you enjoyed it. Thank you, your anonymous friend. Wow, I love stories like that. I've got one too, and I will say that I believe in these sorts of encounters, you know, where you see genuine mediums. I know genuine mediums, mediums might sound like an oxymoron, but hear this story too, which is exactly similar to our anonymous friend there. A woman that I know, right? Or should I say a woman that my dad knows? My dad was going out with her for a while. And when we were talking about ghosts and stuff, as I like to do, she told me the following little tale. And that was, she said she went to a Tupperware party when Tupperware parties were all the rage. Now, unlike, I imagine, American Tupperware parties, UK Tupperware parties, much like Anne Summers parties, are basically an excuse for women to get together and drink copious amounts of alcohol just facts so she goes to this basically party where there is also tupperware and um a friend of a friend brings this woman in right now this woman that i know says as soon as this woman come in it was like the atmosphere changed big cold sensation entered the room she was felt like she was the only one who could feel it and this woman came and she felt dead shifty and she sat down on the on the um windowsill and didn't talk to anyone she went and she, this woman said she even took people into the kitchen and was like, what's with her? She's a bit weird. And people were like, no, she's fine. Don't know what you're on about. So she felt like she was the only one that could pick this up. Anyway, she was really uncomfortable around her and she just, a really off vibe. Couldn't explain why. Anyway, it turned out that this woman, um, about 20 years prior, had kidnapped a baby from a pram that was left outside a shop. Because people used to do that in the 70s, just leave the baby here, go in the shop. Um, and had killed it. I think accidentally. I think there was some sort of trauma in that person's life and whatever else. Don't know the insides and outs, but she'd kidnapped the baby from a pram and had accidentally, apparently, but either way, the, the child's life had ended. And it's just so weird. Do you know what I mean? That... Some people do have the ability to pick up that sort of torment that goes on in somebody else's life. I, I've experienced it semi. Semi? Is that a word? I've semi-experienced it once when I got a lift with someone. When I was first starting work, I was about 17, and I got into a passenger seat with somebody when I worked for the council, and we were off to go to another site to, to do some work. And as soon as I got into that passenger seat, I was overcome with emotion genuinely overcome with emotion and I looked at the woman to me right and I thought and I just knew I just knew she just had the most outrageous argument with a partner I just knew and I didn't say anything and by the time we got to the place we were going she'd spilled her guts and said I'm really sorry if I'm off today I've, I've just found out my partner's been cheating on me and blah and I was like oh my god but it was so weird the way you can kind of pick up this vibe I don't know I'm sure we've all got that ability 
It's just whether it shows itself or not. Anywho, enough of this. Shall we go and see Becca in that dingy place we call her? It's a lovely place, actually. It's our kitchen. I don't know why I put it down so much. Should we go and see Becca in the kitchen? Or the ready corner? Yes, I think we shall. Let's. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So it's that time of the week where we get to speak to my favourite person. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? I'm not doing too bad, thank you. Um, could you do me a favour and lean a bit forwarder? That's better. Yeah, that's comfortable. Well, it might not be comfortable, but it's better for audio <laughs> comfort. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. So I had a weird experience before. Um, yeah, I was recording mm-hmm. and as you know, I shouted, Wah! What do you want? Mm. And you were down here. And it was, um, I heard, heard, I heard, heard, I heard, I heard through my headphones as, as if, when you, as, you, as if you often do, mm. when the door is shut, you standing behind the door and saying like, mumble, 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 you know, like, but it was like something, you said something, like a proper sentence. But you couldn't make it out? No, so it took me off and off a moment. What was you saying? Back out. In that sharp, knocky way that you yeah, do yeah, when exactly. you're recording. But it, you wasn't there? No, I wasn't there. And what's interesting is a few people have got in touch and said, I was listening to the shows, different shows, mm. and said at this point, like 2 minutes 33, there's a voice. Mm. And when I've tried to find, even Brennan got in touch yesterday and said, have you listened to the latest ramble? Mm. He said like 22 minutes in, there's a voice. And I couldn't pick it out. Right. But people are getting, like, about six, seven people have got in touch in the last two weeks. Well, I wonder if anyone will hear the one that you heard today. Well, I couldn't hear it. I went back and tried to find it, but I couldn't. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't me. Because then, because then, conversely, I was downstairs. I, back! And I'm like, yeah. And then you can't hear me. I don't know if you still do have friends on a lot. like, back! And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's how you're to the stairs. And you're like, are you showing me? And I'm like, no, you're showing me. So, um, so yeah, weird. Have you ever, have you had anything additional spooky happened? No. No? Okay. Well, it's always good to check on the canon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this is the story that we're going to read. Now, full disclosure, this is from Within a Thread, which is called, Has Anyone Ever Had Anything Spooky Happen at Work? Right. So this is someone replying to that thread. Okay. Okay. So um, that's for you. If you want to tell us who it is, I'll give you an introduction. Is this a joke? Tell us who it is. No, you always tell who who's the writer. But are you going to introduce her to Becca's Red Corner or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have given us a cursory glance. And you... Right, okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. That was low, wasn't it? Welcome, Becca, to Reddit Corner Better, with I mean, Becca. Yeah. There is no title for this story as it is part of another part thread. of a thread. Um, and the poster is she poo. She poo. How's it spelled? S H I H P W. That's shy poo, surely. I would say. Right. Let's begin. Let's begin. Probably not exactly what you had in mind, but I was working on a former bookstore space in a strip mall once. They were turning the front area into four or five smaller store spaces, with the large back half of the space being left essentially open. The spaces were all framed and most of the lighting was done, so it was usually just me working on the ductwork alone. Since it was just me and I was spread out over a few other jobs, I'd sometimes work a little later. I would often hear muffled footsteps and voices, like conversations, but assumed it was just coming from the still open pharmacy store next door. Only one door was ever unlocked, and that was in the front where I was working. One day, I was using the restroom and heard very distinct, clear, sharp footsteps start in the middle of the open area in the back. 
Ooh. Walking quickly. Sounded like hard sole shoes. Never heard a door open or anything. They started about the middle of the floor and stopped about ten feet from where the new wall was framed. The last few steps seemed a little softer. I still had to assume there was a trespasser or someone had come by to check on the work. So I hopped off the toilet, hiked up my pants. That's and not too tro- much of a shake, yeah. is it? <laughs> and trotted out to see who was there. Called out a few times, but there was no one on the site. Oddly enough, very few stores lasted in those spaces. They ended up making it one big space again, and now it's used for banquets. Can't say it was paranormal, but it sure was weird. All of that for footsteps. Yeah, I know, yeah. It just seemed like a long story, so I thought it'd be good. I didn't... All of that for what? a few footsteps in a different room with a person... But you know what? You even... know what the most telling thing from that story is? You know if I was ever telling someone a ghost story where I started the story on the toilet, mm. I wouldn't go, so I stand up off the toilet, pull up my underpants, <laughs> tighten <laughs> <Yeah>. my belt. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, worryingly, there was no, so wipe my arse. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing you should be doing, shy poo. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was... um. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a TMI, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, TMI meaning too much information for those not down with yeah, trendy and Also, speak. frankly, too much information on the store and the layout and everything else for the fact that there was some footsteps. That's... Well, also, yeah, but don't poo-poo shy poos poo. Don't poo-poo the shy poos thing that happened while she pooed because audible phenomena is quite scary. Have you ever heard footsteps of somebody? Well, you've heard a fucking whistle in the living room when no one's there. Yeah, so don't be poo-poo and shy poo. Yeah, but you know I told you that? I was like, ah, oh, I was by the sink and I had a whistle. Not, the no. layout of the house was built in <laughs> yeah. 1982. Yeah. I placed the glass to my left upon the draining board. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There are 419 bricks in the wall facing me. Yeah, well, you know, she's just I'm trying to paint a picture. I say she. Shy poo sounds like a female, I'd say. I don't think you can tell from people's usernames because it's... I think you can. They just make stuff up, don't That's they? That's a girl, If there ever was a girl, it's shy poo. I don't want no shampoo running every my poo. I want the shampoo. Could you stop it now? Yes. I'll stop saying poo too. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. Anything else that you want to add? Um, well, I'm just looking at the comment. The reply above it is like to the main question. To the main question. Is that there's a local restaurant in my hometown that claims Elvis haunts the basement. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> I'm going to say not very. I feel like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little less conversation, a little more cellar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what are you doing with the rest of your day? Anyway, now that you, you've stopped telling us ghost stories. I'm working. Working? You're yes. back to your working life? That's my working life, yeah. You're a working girl? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? Yeah, it means I work. No, it means you're a prostitute. Does it, yeah. Well, apparently, if you say someone's a working girl, but if you say someone's a working man, it means that they're a hard worker. Tell you what, that's sexism, isn't it? Isn't it just? Isn't it just? What a good example of yeah. institutional sexism. I'm learning. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, Becca, thank you for allowing us into your dark and dingy corner. And it was a bit today. It was a bit today, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. A little bit pooey. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, thank you. We'll... Okay, okay, well, thank you. Let's speak to you again next week. Thank you. Welcome, you, Jen and, and Jim Henson character. You. I, I can say thank you for everyone and goodbye. <laughs> hey, um, thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Goodbye. Well, I think you've said it politely enough for both of us there. Bye, everyone. Bye.